Hey everybody, just a quick note from your old friend Joey up top. This is what my voice sounds like, so I didn't actually do the, the, the podcast. Avo did it with Cap this week, so thanks, Avo. But you are going to listen to Austin immediately slander me about cheating in Dota. And by the way, I'm pretty sure that nothing... Avo, thank you for uh, coming in since uh, Joey, who says he's sick. I'm fairly certain he's just trying to get out of uh, being mercilessly mocked for his take that he doesn't think there's a whole lot of cheating uh, going on in Dota. Because uh, we had that conversation probably about six months ago. And, uh, well, we'll talk about that bit later on in the podcast. But either way, Joey wasn't walking away from it clean. So uh, what do you want to talk about first? You want to talk about uh, the happy stuff or the, the sad stuff first? Let's go. Let's go happy. Let's let's reel okay. in the viewers with what they like. Obviously. All right. Happy stuff. The Berlin Major is happening. And we have our teams for it. Uh, yeah. Although you and I covered Southeast Asia, so I guess we could start there. We yep. had uh, the C teams come through. We got Talent, Execration, SMG. Feels pretty good. I was a little sad Army Geniuses didn't make it from Div 2 all the way to the Major. That would have been kind of a cool story. But yep. what are your general thoughts? Anything C's going to do in Berlin? Feels better than last major for sure. Mm. Uh, I feel like Geek Slate. I'm very sorry, but uh, their their own idea of what their strength was during the major was a little bit um, inflated when mm. I talked to them. I was very surprised during the interviews. Uh, they also little 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 tip, you know, little leak here. Uh, they kicked the only person that told me that they weren't that strong. <laughs> Raji was the only one in the interview who goes. Guys, I don't think we're that good. <laughs> and everyone's like, we're going to win this major. It's so easy. It's not even, it's, it's on. <laughs> uh, so I think this time you actually get the top three teams to see, probably. I think Talon and SMG were the top three, were the top three before, and um, Lima as well, yeah. uh, at least in terms of potential. I think Talon now becomes a good team. SMG becomes the super high ceiling, super low floor. And Execration, I don't know, man. I love these guys. I think their players are really good, but I've seen zero improvement on their issues. So I don't know if they're just going to have another 1-1 group stage again because yeah. they don't have any consistency yet. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it, it is a little... Uh, it, it, it is hard to believe in them to go far in Berlin. Like, I feel like both SMG and Talon, of course, Talon already proved it, sure, but I could see a world where both of them do pretty well at Berlin. Mm -hmm. I could at least see yeah. that. Execration, I feel like... I don't know. Something about it, I just don't really believe in them uh, yet. Especially since they uh, they lost March, March. right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was probably a bigger reason that I believed in them at all for uh, Lima. Yeah, because I thought March was like fixing a lot of the issues that these players were relatively newer, haven't had this level of competitive experience. I just, uh, you know, this execration was the same execration that we saw in Animator, right? Or mm -hmm. not same, but similar. A lot of sure. the, uh, similar players. And it was the same issue. And any major, wow, this team can 1-1 against the best teams. Oh, but they can't 2-0 anyone for their life because mm -hmm. they, they don't have that kind of consistency. I think Tino is a great addition to the squad as an offline. I think he's probably the talent to look out for because I think the guy kind of makes or breaks the team. Yep. But I feel like if they don't find a consistency, I don't know. I don't know how they're ever going to do. I think Carlos is also better. Um, I think Carlos is particularly, or BDZ or whatever he calls himself. Uh, he's really, really good. I think this guy has the right mentality but I don't think he has the authority over his teammates that a coach does give you. And that's an, an issue that, mm. uh, that a captain usually hasn't seen. What about, uh, so SMG, we both agreed that they can go far. Mm -hmm. Why? 
I what think this them? team has a. I mean, this is the idea. To whenever we talk about like Div two teams, like and, and like the ones that look good, right? Yeah. Not that they are Div two, but uh, teams that are not tier one. This is the kind of team that you want. Not Talon, actually. Ironically, Talon, I, I don't actually think is that much of a of a. Oh, they can make the best performance of the world and they win the major. I actually think mm-hmm. Talon is middle of the pack until they find their style. But SMG is like they they have their own style of Dota. They don't give a shit what anyone else says. Uh, they really really fit their style sometimes in games that it doesn't seem like it should and they mm-hmm. adapt to it very well which i'm very surprised by uh something that is a good sign because if you understand your style truly then you will adapt in games where it's clearly not very good uh so their their leadership captainship like all the strategy tactics are actually very solid i actually think their biggest issues are more individual skill personally um i don't think they're the most skilled players in c i actually think a lot of other teams have better more skilled uh, carries and mids than this than smg yeah, I would probably agree with that. I, I would say that from like the three four position is probably where they shine the most in uh, yes. mid one and Afu. I like the fact that you said they don't give a shit about what other people think because I was I was looking at that <laughs> roster and I was like, well, when you're Moon and especially mid one, you probably need to not care about what other people think because other people don't think very nice things about you. <laughs> yeah, they're very dependent. I mean, all the interview with Mid One was surprisingly eye-opening. I mean, if you guys get to watch that in the CTPC first season, I think that was a really good interview. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mid One, what surprised me was that he had a very clear idea of what he wanted to play even before he started doing it in the season. You know, like he actually mm-hmm. knew what he wanted to do, and he kept telling me the team's not ready yet, but we'll get there. I was like, okay, sure. Okay. Uh, he was also the only person that, after an interview, has graded my interviewing skills, which I thought is uh, the <laughs> kind of thing of a captain, right? What what did he, what did he give you? <laughs> He loved it. He was actually very happy. Oh, oh, okay. But he was like, I did interviews with XYZ people. They mm-hmm. were bad because they did this, this, this wrong. You did it all right. I was like, oh, okay, Midwan. All right. I didn't need this, but thank you for the uh <laughs> thank you for the grading. I appreciate it. I mean, I think it it it, it I, I don't know who he interviewed with, but I'm gonna say I think it maybe helped the fact that you flew to him so i feel like there's significant more prep that went into your interview than i imagine 99 percent of esports interviews period yes yes i i do think that that happens to be the case i also think that i give less of a shit because over time i became a little bit like slacks right where you yeah, ask anything yeah, yeah. and mid one goes says something like really fucked you go oh tell me about that fucked up thing please <laughs> talk about it more uh but it was a good interview and i i like uh i think this team has a lot of potential maybe not this major maybe next major but this major, they could do a really good well or do really badly. It's, yeah. it's kind of up to Lady Luck here. Uh, all right. we. Uh, I'm just going to go through the Wikipedia list. After Southeast Asia yeah. is North America, which uh, <laughs> good old uh, go, you TSM go Shopify Rebellion 1 and 2. No surprise there. I, no. I, I don't. I'm not really expecting anything different, I think, out of these squads. I mean, North America no. offers no challenge. So why would anything change for them? You know, I, like from an outsider's perspective. Maybe TSM does. I, I think Shopify is the talent, right? Where like you're not gonna win, but you're kind of stuck in your sure. top three, maybe maybe top six. They could bomb out though if they have a particularly bad emotional tournament. Uh, yeah. Someone screams at crit what Blink Dagger does, and from the crowd, and he just crumbles on stage. Uh, <laughs> I believe in TSM a little bit more. I think this team is actually more potentially people give it credit for. I think they could be. They're like a better execution. I would say. Sure. I think they have a, a pretty high ceiling. Um, everything yeah. that I've seen from Kasani and Ari, um, I feel like those yeah. guys are really good additions. Uh, I don't like, I, I feel kind of middling about Whiteman. I think he's good. Uh, that's just kind of 
not not like exceptional, but I think he's perfectly he fits into a top tier team, no problem. Ryle sometimes hit or miss, but when he's on, mm-hmm. he's good. And Tomato, I think, is an excellent carry. So yeah, I think you kind of got the recipe of like consistently good players and potentially <laughs> high high peak value players. You know. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. South America, your home region. Right. Yeah. Because I'm obviously Peruvian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the spade of Peru. This, uh, this is just a running joke, by the way, for, for any of the audience. I, we, yes. I'm not sure if we touched on this, but uh, everyone seems to think that Avo is from South America because he speaks Spanish. Because there's no so other countries messages. in the world that speak Spanish. <laughs> a lot of messages about how I'm a homegirl from South America. People insult me. They go, I know that's not your home region, but I'm like, my home region is Western Europe. You piece of shit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, All right, I do so know, talk uh, about your home region. The home region. I do know South America pretty well. I think it's going to be, this region is just going to get more and more extreme on both sides i feel like eg is just going to get better and better uh, over time yeah i think that um i mean i think this team still has a lot of issues with uh, pressure uh the pakas and panda are still relatively new and chris luck helps that a lot and that's why they're going further but they still have issues Mm. with like in that right moment they don't really get the right play you know they they're very stuck on their ways it takes them a while usually to get going in each tournament that's something that happened in lima if you watch the group stages you go why are they losing in the beginning why are they winning afterwards mm-hmm. they changed their draft literally completely because they thought oh we're drafting poorly let's change and that's actually what they said out of speech i was like guys do you want to keep losing and drafting what we like or do you want to win and then one's <laughs> like i guess we want to win and then that changed okay. Um, so their ceiling is super high. I think this team is, is incredibly good. I would say easily top four in every major, but they just need to get over that rut, and I think they'll eventually get to it. I don't know if Berlin is going to be the case, but it'll it'll come. Um, yeah, where did they place? They got fifth, sixth, and they yeah, lost fifth, to uh, Shopify, Shopify. Right? Yeah. 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 It's not that bad. Was a close they took a game well. off of Shopify. Yeah, that was, that was, that was a pretty close one. Hey, I, 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 I thought that, that was a good game. <laughs> Yeah, you did. You did. That. I was. I was wondering. <laughs> do, do you remember the the games that you cast easily? I don't. I really the good don't. ones. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean. I mean, I like, remember sure, the games the you super cast. Stand- <laughs> yeah, of course. Because there was a good caster involved. <laughs> <laughs> he flows so nicely with Avery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, Western Europe. Actually, no. Fuck Western Europe. We're gonna talk about Western Europe last. Let's talk about uh, China and then go. Uh, then go west from there. China. Which Finally, uh, <laughs> real China, dude? Real China. No, no. Uh, I mean, these are the actual good teams, right? These are the actual good teams. Not the. No offense to E Home and to. Uh, I even forgot their name. Don Knights. Gaming? Knights. That's what it was. Yes, there Don you go. Was the not, not, not that time of the day. It's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like they weren't the, the two teams to be the best in China. Maybe, maybe you could have argued that Knights was uh, fourth, maybe. Or whatever, mm. but uh, I think Extreme LGD and Aster are by far the three best teams in China. No yeah. questions asked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was surprised by Aster bombing out as much as they did, or also LGD as well. But they were playing with a stand-in, I guess. So hard to judge what was going on there. I actually have really, really high uh, expectations of Extreme. On paper, this team should be so good. I don't know why oh, yeah. they haven't. Yeah, I mean they did like the. Kaka, DY, JT, Paparazzi, Ghost, like there are no slouches on that team. There's nobody on no. that team that I'm just like, oh, I would, I, you know, like, without knowing anything about team chemistry, like, oh, maybe I'd replace that person with somebody else. Like every single one of those names, I'd be like, yeah, keep them all. Keep them yep. all. Like uh, all yep. of these guys have had 
very high performances at some point in time, uh, except for like maybe Ghost. I don't know what Ghost's best performance on LAN has been. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not because I'm thinking it's RNG year, and there wasn't like a big one on LAN. Yeah, RNG he got fifth six at Riyadh Masters. So yeah. Ghost maybe still hasn't proven himself on land. Everybody else on that team has, though, certainly. Yeah. So, and I think also it's not about results. Sometimes, like I think when you watch Ghost's uh, match against Entity and Ti Eleven, right? Mm -hmm. You don't go. This guy's a bad carry. Like he was actually one of the more mm -hmm. consistent parts of the team, and one of the things that was kind of carrying them towards. It. So I feel like this team is is very solid. Should be solid. Uh, once again, they they have performance issues sometimes, but I wonder if that's going to go away against European teams because Chinese teams usually get a buff against internationals. So I'm hoping Extreme goes the mile. Um, I think LGD might actually flop again. We'll see. I, I don't have the most confidence in this team. Yeah, what was that uh, recent uh, little bit that, that came out? Uh, nothing to say is like burden God or something like that. You know, yeah, he, yes, like yes. he has the burden of having to carry the team. Yeah, yeah. it feels a little bit like that. I can I, I see their point. I think Planet's very good out of the new mm. out of the new hires. Um, I feel like Zeal is much more Southeast Asian in the way that he plays than Chinese, even though he's been in a couple of Chinese teams. Mm. Like he's very much the I will carry from the off lane. He plays so many zoo heroes, you know. Uh it's his specialty. So don't know how that fits into LGD, frankly. Uh, I don't know what Siaba will tell him. No, you can't carry your off laner now. Uh, it cracks the whip. But uh, not much faith in this team as much as I think Astro and Extreme um, until maybe the third major, and then and, they become good. And it seemed like you had no faith in IG. That was the one team you didn't list, right? Uh, IG, I'm a little bit... I, I think PYW is one of the best supports ever. I think this guy is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. um, when I watched him on... Remember that Vici, which was him with Old Eleven, and what was the other support? Forget what... Wait, I'm looking it up. It was... Um, DY, yeah. Him, DY, old 11. Yeah. Would literally carry. They, they would have, they could honestly put any carry on any mid laner. Most of the time, the carry mid laner would not do a good job. Shout out, Poyo. And <laughs> all of a sudden, old 11 is the real carry. They pick him Lycan. PYW and DY are only making uh, farm and space for old 11. Yeah. And like, what, what is happening? Does this team only have three players? And that made me respect PYW a lot because I think he got. He carried hard a lot of those games. Yeah, that support duo is like part of the reason that, like, I think that duo is part of the reason why we hold individually both of them to such high esteem, right? Same like yes. when we were talking about extreme gaming DY. I remember he was like, "Yeah, his support duo was crazy good." Uh, and so, yeah, uh, yeah. It, but then cores you don't seem to believe in as much. I mean, I'm not sure about emo, right? Because he used to be a mid laner. I mean, I've seen him this season, and he looked good as a carry. I guess. Um, I wouldn't say he's at his height as a mid laner when he won. Um, what was that major he won against EG? Was it an anime major? No, the question mark major. That's Singapore? I think that's Singapore. I don't remember. I'll be honest. Uh, yeah, Singapore major. Okay, yeah. When he won, remember that, right? Like that, that was the, the height to me of, of emo, like the emo invoker, the Stormers, the Embers. He would just do yeah. carry. Yeah. If he would be like, this guy's made 60 new builds that everyone's copying, guys. Look at emo. You know, I remember those mm -hmm. comments. I, I, I value these guys highly individually. I don't know if in a team they work as well. Um, I, this new generation of Chinese players, I know for a fact that, at least in interviews, when I talked to them and stuff, they were much more, uh, let's say, individualistic than team oriented, which is usually yeah. what's worked for uh, Chinese teams. Individual Individuals have not gone very far, particularly in this region, I'd say. Um, at least in the past, like, four years. Yeah. So, 
question mark on Invictus, but I don't I don't grade them super highly. Okay, but like three three teams coming out of China that all should be feared. Maybe the downfall yes. of China is not here just yet. Even with all the not at the top level, right? yeah, not at, not at the top level, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like that'll that'll be the general trend for all of the regions when we talk about that. But we got Eastern Europe <laughs> next. Uh, Hellraiser's team spirit bent boom. So maybe there's a third Eastern European team that is a major contender. Uh, Hellraiser's topping out the board was yep. not what I expected, right? I think everybody would have had team spirit or bet boom one and two. Yeah. So. Uh, I didn't watch them at all. I just like I just saw the really? results and I was like, oh, Hellraiser's that's that's another upset. Oh, they did it again. Oh, they did it against the top two teams. And now everything else is easy. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I my, just my like wasn't sure what to help you how to feel about that. They look very good. My boy Gareth was casting. So obviously I watched on mute, but mm. I watched <laughs> and uh, Hell, Hellraiser's. They, I, I thought they looked very good. I, I mean, Ramsey's is still a top tier carry. The question that I've heard from all the Eastern European experts is they always say there's only one person that can control Ramsey's and it's solo, right? It's like <laughs> some sort of one yeah, ring yeah. prophecy. <laughs> um, I mean, it looks good. Uh, solo, I've always valued very highly. I think this guy has a good... Uh, good eye for talent in general weren't, weren't I think. you casting his div one to div two to out of the dpc entirely <laughs> yeah. run didn't you casted I, that i made my favorite piece of content i've ever made in my life where i pretended i was a foreign correspondent in a riot uh where people were chanting solo's name okay. <laughs> and they were all angry because he kept fucking losing and so uh -huh. there was just a bunch of people right we got images of an actual riot and we put me in front of it with a green screen and I recorded uh, uh, like a cacophony of voices all chanting, solo, solo, solo. It was it was my favorite piece of content I've ever done. I can't believe ESL let us do that. It was so wild. Wait, so what was the rest of the premise? Like, did you, did well, you interview we, somebody or what? Well, we had a, it was the whole theme was like we were a news we were yeah, like a yeah, news yeah. station, right? So then Richie okay. was like the anchor and he would go, we have foreign correspondent Davo uh, okay. here in the middle of a riot. And I stand like, things are crazy, Richie. People are throwing shit on the floor. It was actually a, a hooligan riot, a football riot from, from the UK. That was where I got the images. Uh, okay, okay. So you know how extreme those got. Yeah, and you, I like those, those people deserve to be made fun of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say I was making fun of them. I was using them for a, a symbol, symbolic bit about Solo's uh -huh. demise. Um, I think the guy's very good. I think his attitude is very good. I value most teams that he's on. He just needs better talent than what he's got. I think Yotaka, which used to be the press kit, for those of you who don't know, mm -hmm. is probably the best mid laner to come out of the C uh, EU in the past like a year, You know, out of the new ones. I yeah. think the guy is super talented. I was watching some high-level pubs and I saw some random like Rank 40 guy. I don't know who he is, but his his name is Blessed Kid. <laughs> yes. There's a lot thought, of these ones. I thought that was a good take on that. Uh, I don't, there's I don't aggressive know. child, Blessed Kid, the epileptic kid, depressed kid. There's a lot of these guys. <laughs> there are. There are. Uh, I don't know their three or four position uh, at all. Uh, Miero, I only know him from, uh, ironically, I actually casted him many, many years ago in uh, Cascade which is this like tier three, tier 14. They're playing in the yeah. Eagles Global Leagues. And he was the replacement, if I recall correctly, for Claps, because uh, Claps also was on that team at one point. And oh, okay. 
he was okay. He honestly just <laughs> standard Eastern European off later can play Timbersaw, Tidehunter, Centaur. Mm. Like that's what I thought of him. Uh, didn't really stand out to me. Uh, oh, I was right. Timbersaw is one of his big heroes. Mars, I guess. Yeah, I forgot Mars. Mm-hmm. And then Antares. Looks like he played Hatchet. for Team Empire uh, before yeah, in 2022. I don't think Team Empire has been a good team since 2021, 2020. Yeah. So nah, even further. <laughs> All right. So somebody who got a chance and is doing some good work with it. I mean, honestly, I'm the, uh, my favorite thing about this upcoming uh, ESL league is that mm-hmm. I get to do international Dota. And so I won't have to like individually go back and look at regions. I won't have to like individually go back and like see like what oh what are the like the top three team of Eastern Europe like what are they doing how good are they look like normally you have to do that before a major right uh-huh. like so you have something to yeah. say about them and uh, I mean international Dota now I don't have to, to really do that right why it, work I mean I, like everybody they're all going to be clashing up against each other everyone is going to be watching that so you know that's true that that is going to set the precedent for probably what we're going to see at uh, at Berlin so yeah. I mean, I like the storylines that come from regions. I would like if you watch the regions. <laughs> but uh, who am I to tell you this? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, so, speaking I of the watched... content creator who does interviews and creates content about the stories of the teams, wants people to go yeah. back and watch that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, of surprise. course, it's convenient for me. What can I say? Look, for Lima, I watched all of NA Division 1. And if I did that, I think every caster should at least watch Eastern Europe. Oh, why yeah. would you watch yeah. NA? Yeah. All exactly. of NA. Yeah, yeah. Because I had to make a storyline for TSM because it's like, is this just TSM and Shopify? No, surely there's something else. And then I no, watched there everything. there is nothing okay. else. No, no there's it was nothing pain. else. <laughs> that was like 10 hours of my time. It was so bad. We would be fixing things in production. I would have my computer on the side watching the games. You know, though, whenever we talk about these sort of things and like preps, prep and feedback stuff, the fa- my favorite word to use about this is efficient. People always like people like to say, oh, like, you should go back and watch every game. Like, yeah, but that's not efficient. It's it's <laughs> most it's largely a waste of time. If you like, you know, if you want to actually know more about a team, like there's more efficient ways to do it. Watching all of NA is the biggest waste of time I've ever heard of in my life. I, I literally the first season, I, this is the first season of this year, right? All like supposedly fresh team. I gave a one through eight and it was exactly that. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. And it never changes. You could guess more. the one through eight almost exactly every single time, barring TSM and Shopify. Which <laughs> I still. just wanted to see if there was anything interesting to talk about anyone no, else, and clearly there wasn't. Not. So I was wrong. There will never yeah, be. I anything. did fast forward through a lot of it. Okay. There will only I will be something say, though, interesting when OG decides to move to NA. That'll be the only time something interesting will happen in that region. I don't. I don't think you should combat efficiency because what casters have decided that is efficiency, and this is a leak, but I don't care. Is they will ask quote unquote experts from the region, and they just give them a rundown. And every caster, I don't know who started this, but now I have like six or seven of my C friends, and they go, "Hey, caster, why asked me about a rundown? Should I give it something?" I go, "I, I guess." It's weird that it's the eighth caster that's asked you about Yo, this. But, you, you know. you've never you never had my name on that list, did you? No, it's true. You've yeah. never done Mm-mm. it because I know you've never don't done do any prep. So <laughs> no, okay, that's a fucking <laughs> lie. That's that is, a, I'll link you my fucking 15 page document for TI 11 oh, that I've added oh, notes so to since then. You know, the only oh, reason so I have sorry. a problem with this is that I covered C and you're an asshole and you did really good, uh, like work content piece for C, which would have been useful if I wasn't covering C. 
you know <laughs> like that would have been good stuff to be you know but instead i'm c so i already you know like was there to watch it so you know would have been very efficient for me made, to covering something else i'm an asshole because i made the content yeah well okay all right yeah or because you're in c okay all right western yeah, okay. europe we got OG Gaming Gladiators Tundra Team Liquid Team Liquid get first again OG squeak by at the last fucking second right before yep. midnight they managed to go from potentially out of upper division to into the major which I think is a pretty bonkers story uh, I also think it's not terribly good for any region to have 50% of their teams go to the DPC and you know this is just a whole nother discussion about western europe and how many slots they have and stuff like that but i i think f when you have 50 percent of your teams it's always going to be bad one way or the other it either means yeah. there's too many teams going or there are more teams from that region that probably should go and in this case with us western europe obviously it's it's the latter uh <laughs> when you can have a score of three and four and be going to the major i feel like that's probably not a good sign but Hopefully I mean, some DPC format change happens next year. I don't know if it's necessarily the latter, unless you add, literally add slots. Because when I look at the Western European teams that got dropped, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I can think of maybe two... Well, okay, China definitely is the big glaring one, right? Because of the situation right now. Yeah. Uh, but besides them, I can't really think of anyone where I'd be like, yeah, for sure, execration is worse than Entity every day of the week. Well, not really. I mean, they're more inconsistent, but they're not necessarily worse, right? So I, my, my take on this is expand the slots. Just make a major as like, 24 slots you know TLs mm. don't make money anyway what's more money lost it doesn't matter <laughs> I think that's the call uh, but uh, yeah I agree these things are probably the strongest you know how we get out of this money pit we put more money into it it floats us go. up to the top of course yes that, well you know if Roosevelt did that to flood up America to the black market <laughs> crash I think we can do it to float Dota back true, up true you know? true that's yeah. you know, as many social programs as possible for uh, Dota <laughs> DPC you get, that's you what get, we need <laughs> The teams that lose the group stages have to build the stage during the playoffs. <laughs> nice. That would help us a lot, actually. <laughs> Finally make some Dota players do some manual labor for the first time in their lives ever. All right. I think, yeah. I mean, what do you, do you actually grade them that way? Because I actually think uh, it's probably, I mean, I think Liquid probably top it. Maybe Gaming Gladiators is, is next to them. And then I don't think OG is actually that high compared to other regions. I think they're probably, uh, maybe they can be a group stage elimination to me. Personally. Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like this kind of last second push can get you um, momentum moving forward. I mean, in general, they, they just kind of clutch something out, right? Uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. By being able to 2-0 Entity and then go on to 2-1 Udu Thunders in like a crazy 60-minute game three. What a wild... Uh, they have that clutch factor, right? And clutch factor, I think, is super important. Uh, it's it's talked about more in other esports. Uh, I feel like we don't talk about it as much in Dota, but I do think it's really important for for land environments and OG. That core has done it before. They've had mm -hmm. good good performances on land. So I would say I think OG is. Uh, I think they have the potential to still do as good as Liquid, Tundra, and Game of Gladiators. Maybe just not the consistency just yet. But again, there's the there's a whole league that are they involved in? 
I don't, I don't, I actually don't know the teams involved on that yet, but, uh, you can, oh, the prep work is this tomorrow. Yeah. 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 You know, who, who uh, needs to do uh prep? They are involved. except for on the flight. They're not. Oh, they, they are. involved. They are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's so they're going to have tons of practice. So yeah. In fact, all four of those teams are going to have tons of practice. Yeah. But I already, it's not going to Berlin. Right, because they they suck or they have yeah. to prove it. No, garbage. <laughs> anyway, so all four of those uh, those teams are all going to be. Good. Is there a major team that is not going? The Chinese teams, right? We got LGD and Aster, but IG and Extreme will not go. Bent Boom. Oh man, that that really sucks for. Her. I mean, I think it likely sucks for them. I think more official no, matches I... is always better. I don't... You don't think so? I don't know. I that team is. Uh... That team is a it's a whole black hole of <laughs> of things. If I could, we are so lucky we didn't release the interviews they did to me and then Lima. <laughs> they're lucky they lost the group stage. <laughs> you want to you want to give any tidbits for that or no? I mean, any tidbits was um, they, we were going to make him the heel because there was nothing else we could do with him. Uh, uh-huh. Not editing around, we just decided, oh, this interview is going to make them the heel automatically. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that team has. I was. I think people say a lot of egos. I, it it more seems like they don't care because they're above it, which is a mm. little bit concerning for a team because you're never above it. The reality in Dota is there's nobody that's that good that you actually are the best for a whole year, you know, and nobody comes close. Like even Secret and Virtus Pro, probably which are the two top teams that come to mind in that sense that were mm-hmm. above everyone else, still worked hard during that period of time. Yeah. Well, some of it. Um, the fact that Bedboom think they're already in that position when they haven't even. <laughs> made it to a playoff yet I, well, well let's put it this way more officials won't hurt i think most teams and i think, I think more teams that'll speed help. run their disband <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> so i think if this team before wants to stay the, together, they, they even go the, to the major they disband <laughs> yes that could happen I, with this team i honestly think that could happen <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, looking at this team list is kind of interesting now entity and nouns are the only teams who are not uh, going to the major. Everyone else uh-huh. is major bound teams, and the only teams is not that are going to the major that are not on there are Betboom, Extreme, IG. Is there anybody else? That's it. Right? Oh, what? No, uh, the other uh, SMG. Oh yeah, the other uh, Southeast Asian team. Yeah, you're right. Yes. SMG. So yep. those teams, that's gonna kind of suck. I mean, it'll suck more for the Chinese and uh, C teams. Yeah. Uh, because they just won't be able to like Bet Boom will at least be in Europe and they'll have all these scrim partners available, right? Like I bet Bet Boom will have their their entire uh, pool available, right? Because they yes. won't be playing official matches and people will want to be able to play against them because oh the other guys we're gonna play against them next week or something like that. So Bet Boom yep. will probably have their their pick of the litter of who they get to scrim, uh, but those Chinese teams and C teams are maybe gonna be a step behind. I think uh, SMG, if they have the money for it, they probably will play, pay to bootcamp in Europe. Uh, visas are not particularly difficult because the that team is largely Malaysian, and Malaysians don't have that much difficulty getting into Europe. Mm, okay. um, uh, I the other one is Singaporean, right? Paul's from Singaporean, so I don't think that's a big deal either. Yeah, true. Um, if they were Filipino, that'd be a different story. <laughs> so, so yeah. uh, I think they might take advantage of that and boot camp in Europe. Honestly, uh, judging by their mentality, I think the Chinese teams will struggle a little bit more because uh, it's much more restricted for them. So, I, I think those are the teams that will suffer the most, particularly uh, extreme. Western Europe grand finals again. Repeat. 
Dream League. What do you put the odds on that? For this major or for Dream League? For Berlin. For Berlin. Solid, I mean, like 60 70% chances. Yeah, I feel like the chances yeah. do go down though with this league happening, right? Because I think it gives yes, everybody yes. else a chance to like see what Western Europe's doing and judge whether it's it's actually good or not, right? That's another thing. Like, you don't necessarily know if your region is doing the right thing. Chances are probably high that Western Europe's doing the right thing, but it's possible that it's not. Uh, but either way, I think that the other regions are just going to get more chance to even the playing ground so it's probably yeah. less likely like i feel like lima was it was pretty high right lima would mm-hmm. put like 80 percent western europe grand finals but yeah Agreed. i would say like somewhere around 50 60 percent it's kind of how i feel i'm just thinking like i'm looking at these teams and i go for all four of these teams the west western european maybe og a little bit less but all four could make it grand finals i would not be surprised yeah and yeah. then for other regions maybe one at most two, you know, like that's that's as far as they get, right? Yeah. Um, SA one, NA one, SCA one, Aster. Sorry, China two, maybe. No one, honestly, only Aster. I would believe in making mm. to the grand finals, and Eastern Europe, maybe Hellraisers. I don't know. <laughs> I want to see them in Dream League, but uh, Team Spirit would be the only one I would put there, right? So yeah. if you look by that logic, Western Europe definitely has the most chances. They definitely look the most stacked region. And I think it's almost, I would say, 90% chances at least one of the teams is Western European. Yes, I would be I, very yeah. surprised <laughs> if there wasn't one Western European I, I mean, I would be happy if that was not the case, just because I think it would shake things up a little bit and make things a lot more interesting to watch. But yeah, I would, I don't I would agree. agree 90%. You I, don't agree? Because someone made a post the other day, which I agree with, which was saying that, I mean, okay, that person's understanding of Europe was very wrong, but they said that Western <laughs> Europe... They came to European, the wrong, the right point the wrong way. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Like, they kept saying that a lot of people in Western European region aren't Western European. Of course, they supposed that Northern Europeans aren't Western Europeans, and that's not really true. When you look, look at Western Europe, Eastern Europe, the divide tends to be the... Like Northern and Southern Europe are united in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'd go North-South. Um, and now you know about this is who makes fun of who, right? North makes fun of South, West makes fun of EU or East, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it works. It's it's the European way. It's about who your race is towards. That's how you determine <laughs> to what part you belong to. Um, and I would say that uh, mo- there's more Western Europeans they assume, but there's a lot of people from like Middle East, North America that are coming in here. You know, tons of people that come from countries that wouldn't be traditionally considered Western Europe or straight up Eastern European countries, like most of OG, honestly. Sure. Um, the Greeks, I don't know where you would put them. They are culturally more Western European, but geographically they're Eastern European, which is what these regions seem to be based off of. So this region is more international than it is, than, than any other one else, right? I wouldn't mm-hmm. say C has as many imports or anyone else. So I just think we have to kind of maybe understand that. And maybe even this major as two Western European teams, we get that understanding that Western Europe is just the, the region, right? Mm-hmm. And you just start dividing it into more or something like that. Um and encouraging other regions because I can't think of any other region that's close to as competitive as Western Europe. Like they mean close to. C and Eastern Europe would be like contenders for maybe, maybe, but still not there. Sure. Wait, you're talking about like quality? Like you have potential like depth yeah, of, of of like the depth of the region? Or? Yes. Like okay. you, have, you have two sure. players that I can imagine being in a top tier team if they got the right uh, people around them, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, honestly, I really think that the Western Europe as a server being just the 
the meeting ground for everybody, yeah. I think, is is uh, hugely impactful for Western Europe esports in general, right? Because yes. like, like everybody in Eastern Europe plays on Western Europe because you all want to play on the same server. And then you've got NA who are trying to abandon US East as quickly as possible and are yes, trying yes. to figure out whether or not they're okay with paying with 100 plus ping or something like that. All the Eastern East Coast NA people are definitely playing on Western Europe. You've got the Brazilians now have a, a, a yep, way to be able yep. to play on Western Europe. You've got, and they the, all do. you've got the, the, like all of the Middle East. You've got as far as like Mongolia. I remember when, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Narman was playing on Western Europe and yes. like 200 ping and stuff like that. So like Western Europe as a server, I think as a pub server, uh, just, I, I think that really levels up the game for what? the eSport region. Winter Bears was from Iran. Where in Western Europe is yeah. Iran? That team doesn't even have a Western <laughs> European player. <laughs> I don't know. Mina should maybe get its own server. I wouldn't mind that, right? I sure. think that division could actually help. I think Mina is a really, really upcoming region. Um, but regardless, I just I don't understand I, why Western Europe is still called this. I, I think it's a very broad term, right? Sure. Uh, so I wouldn't mind if, if there was some revisiting of that region in general. All right, so we did a long talk about Berlin, but we got to talk about the the next hot topic real quickly. I, really, I'm just we're just going to talk about the cheating, and I think that's going to be it, Ava. Okay. I think uh, okay, it's fine. probably okay gone about as long as we need to. Cheating. <laughs> There's a lot of it, Ava. There's a yeah. fucking boatload of it, apparently. <laughs> uh, so just real quickly, if you guys haven't seen the uh, the post on Reddit or anywhere else. Um, there was a video made by a, um, uh, I'm not sure if he's Russian or we'll just say Eastern European in general, uh, but it is, uh, it was translated from uh, Russian anyway. Uh, and it's a video about just going into all of the 322 that is going on. Uh, some investigative reporting. This guy said that he had an agent that basically went undercover, went through into this Discord server called, uh, was it the Red Room or something like that? Anyway, yeah, the, Red uh, Book. Red yeah Book. the Red Book, that's what it was. And uh, went through and basically came out with a list of teams that these guys were betting on, uh, some of which are very likely uh, to be uh, to be doing some some 322. Um some of which, I mean, a lot of this is like can be argued as circumstantial. I will be surprised if a majority of these names are banned, but I would expect at least two uh, to be banned. Uh, but we'll just kind of see what uh, what <laughs> what Valve says. But uh, in particular, I think one of the more interesting things was the network that seemed to exist uh, mm. that was international in that regard. Right, this this guy is in Russia talking to the like uh, uh, the same group that exists within Southeast Asia, and they've got the bookies in China, and he would bet on three different sites or four different sites all in these different regions uh, in order to, to get these payouts. This is, I thought it was a pretty comprehensive report as much as you could ask from like sort of um, somewhat amateur position. And again, <laughs> something that you can't really like, it's probably not something that you're going to be able to get the hardest evidence for. Right. Yep. yep. It's, 
I mean, it, it's. I think this whole thing, situation is so difficult because, like you said, you can't get the hardest evidence, but this deals with people's lives, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. ban someone for life, that's they're like, especially if they're. <clears throat> I mean, if they're twenty or so and they're playing for one year or whatever. I mean, not whatever, but stucks, but not that big a deal. But if they're twenty six and they're playing competitive for a while and they just happen to be in the wrong div two stack and all of a sudden they're banned for life, like that sucks. Um, it happened to an NA team a while back. I forgot one that was playing in div two and where some of them were falsely accused because their teammates were doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've heard or the rumors I've heard nearby to this is the the fact that now Valve is doing a more comprehensive uh, investigation. And that's why we're starting to see roll out the three-year, two-year, one-year bans, right? Which is not mm-hmm. just for cheating, but also for degrees of involvement in 322, which I think is pretty good. Um, right. We had the whole account sharing uh, ban yes. that swept through. We had a general blog post by Valve that, you know, cheaters yes. are not welcome or whatever, which I, I, I at the time said that I, I felt like that was like a warning of like, hey, like we're cleaning up a little bit. And like all you guys who are doing this shit, like you you, you got to know we're coming for you. And uh, yeah. apparently some of these guys did not uh, clean up their their trail well enough. I was surprised by the amount of cheaters there was, if I'm honest with you. I thought 322 was common-ish, right? Not in not in uh, the official leagues, but like in other tournaments. I mean, that's a well-known thing. Mm-hmm. It's actually something that ruined casting for me, to be honest, because uh, I loved casting tier two, tier three tournaments of upcoming players. And now you cast them and you never know if they're actually 322-ing or not. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have someone to vouch for them and when they make mistakes, right? Um, I, I in When I became more, I guess, well in tune to the scene, I learned all about information about a lot of teams that did three to two in the past. And I go, Oh, I cast them and them and them and the, holy shit. I casted only three to two for like two years. That's my yeah. life. Um, anyway, it really ruins your, your thing. So you learn a lot, a lot about this. You know, there's a lot of third party leagues that are only for these things. I was surprised with cheating. My understanding is what I've been told is that a lot of people cheat because that guarantees results or it's closer to guaranteeing results. So it helps if, uh, if you cheat because that way you can three to two more efficiently because you can like boost your odds and then you, you lose them by losing on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I've also heard of people that cheat just to win as in like, they want to go further. And I cannot imagine how dumb they are. I mean, it's the (laughs) stupidest thing I ever heard in my life. Why would you cheat? If you're not good enough, you won't make it in the major. They're going to check. Yeah. If you want to cheat to inflate your odds by beating a good team, cheating against them. And then that way, when you face up against the next team, you'll be able to get like better return on, you know, whatever three, two, two you do. Then yeah, that makes sense. But like just cheating, just to straight up, see if you can get, as high up in the Dota scene as possible, like that's just not going to work. Yeah, it's so so stupid. It's so so stupid. <laughs> I so I I don't know why these people were doing this. Same with account sharing, right? It's all part of the same idea. Where like all of three to two is not actually to make that much money. It's mostly money laundering. That's what they they do it. It's been known in in sports forever. It's not exclusive to esports. Mm-hmm. If you guys ever watch football in Division two or Division three in certain countries, you know that's literally the whole league is just money laundering. And it's very common. Um, but to do this for to, to gain any sort of win in the Dota scene is the dumbest thing in the world. And I hope these people get banned forever. I actually don't think they should be given a one or two years. I think they're way too dumb. I don't think you're, con- <laughs> I don't think it's convenient to have them in the scene. <laughs> Lifetime ban the stupid ones. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because, you know, the thing about it is if someone is evil, right? Uh-huh. But smart, uh, People aren't just evil, right? I mean, there's some people are just sadistic and psychopathic, and that's uh-huh. a rarity. But there's a majority of people that are just it's just incredibly self-centered and they lack empathy, right? That's that's the issue. So okay. when they're evil but they're intelligent, you kind of know where they're going to be evil because it benefits them. 
But when they're stupid and they're evil, holy shit, they can shoot in any direction. You're you saying don't know. it's pure chaotic energy at that point in it's time? It's pure chaotic energy. You don't mm. know what they're going to do, right? Okay, my argument would be the opposite here, which is the stupid <laughs> ones will out themselves. The smarter ones will just get smarter about it and uh, less likely to be caught. So <laughs> if you're going to okay, make that's that, a good argument. That's you're a good argument, that actually. line somewhere, Hoppo, I would be on the other side of, of banning the smart ones. Also, because they should probably know better. But, you know, that's a, that's another topic. But the uh, <laughs> I'm looking at this so Neon saying, League. Uh-huh. I can't trust smart people as a result of this, right? Because if anyone is smart enough, they could easily fool me. And therefore, I will never be able to tell if they're evil or not, because maybe they're already in that part of the process, which leads me to believe I can no longer trust anything you've ever said to me because you've oh, already you've you been in the scene for way yes. too long. Yeah, that's that's that my understanding. True. Yeah. And I think Reddit should know this as well. They shouldn't I, trust you. In, I also general. think it's harder to be uh to be deceptive and smart at the same time, I guess. Like if you're oh, really? like when you're talking about something that mm -hmm. takes like a fair amount of knowledge or something like that. I feel like the most of your brain is working on that rather than trying to be deceptive. You know, isn't there that I, thing I where, where it's like people who when you're lying about something, you have a harder time recalling uh, details about it? Yes, I right? agree. But I think that's because we're both dumb. And oh, if we were really right. smart, we wouldn't have this like problem. Like the genius level, the smart. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But so now I trust you again. That, that is a good <laughs> Let's statement. Let's be honest. Good Neither job. one of us is, is going to be taking down Lex Luthor. All right, Avo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're side right. characters. We're, we're, we're not the protagonists, you know? <laughs> That's true. You cast the protagonist, though, so that's pretty That's pretty solid. True, that's I, the, I think you made I'm, it pretty I'm far. a nice narrator. I've accepted you're, my lot in life. <laughs> you're the announcer in manga, you know, which to me is always my favorite character. The one that goes, <laughs> oh, no, they activated this spell. And everyone's like, ah, right. Now I understand what's going on in this weird battle. So <laughs> very valuable. Anyway, sorry. I got sidetracked. Back <laughs> so to back scandal. to this whole the cheating scandal thing. The uh, I'm looking at this Neon League right now, which is apparently a, an entire tournament made entirely for match fixing What's uh, at least according to uh, <laughs> and there's some names on there that i i well i pretty much know none of these people uh isn't except for the ones that the got disqualified that never went in say that again isn't this made by the neon esports people though uh it's a western european uh tournament so i doubt it isn't neon southeast asia oh no you're right you're right no you're right yeah so i think it just happens neon I mean, org team I recognize one of the team sexy guys, Nefrit. Nefrit. I remember yeah. casting him a number of times. Other than that, a lot of these guys, I have uh, Velhor. Velhor. I remember him. I don't remember Velior, how to say yeah. his name, but I remember him. Yeah. Uh, but most of these guys, I don't recognize at all. There's a, a prize pool: five thousand dollars for first place. Uh, even fifth through sixth gets five hundred bucks. Uh, so they gave money to everybody, which I guess when you're creating a tournament for entire match fixing purposes nobody really cares about the prize pool i would guess right yeah it does seem i mean all right but i ivy was dq'd because they didn't accept hydra didn't accept which is a good sign v gaming mm. has the completely wrong roster from last time they played so that's not a good sign i mean i know seven jesu as well he had to just have a different name um mm. but i forget uh yeah this is a little bit sus i will agree with this yeah so apparently this uh so Entire tournament made for which I honestly was not that surprised because I think there was a lot of div to like uh, tier two, tier three, uh, like 
let's say DPC and like all official Valve stuff is like mm-hmm. tier one. Let's say tier two is like anything that is like online, but has some like tier one teams and occasional tier one team uh, or tier two team in there. So th- there's a ton of like tier three, tier four tournaments out there that like, you know, are, are made for, you know, just, you know, like there's a thousand dollar prize pool or something like that. And I, I'm not surprised that there is an entire world uh, that, exists uh i do know i think i was reading one of the the casters responses uh one of the russian casters uh responses or possibly ukrainian i actually don't know which one he is but uh one of one of the responses uh was that uh they said that like yeah like i think a lot of this goes on not super surprising whatsoever for like the the you know basically tier three tier four whatever scene uh but don't really think it happens in tier one dota and i think it was uh i think they said it was something like a clickbait or something like that to imply that it happens in Mm. tier one dota just because a team is in div one doesn't mean they're tier one uh which i am inclined to agree with right like thuth in na they were gonna be dead last they were sus from the get-go random russian team buys in north american spot they've got piece of shit napkin on them (laughs) like come on like (laughs) You know, like there were there were red flags, so many red flags. That entire thing. I thought it was part of the CCP or something. Like it was just red flags all the way down when I was looking at that roster. You know, so I'm not I'm not terribly surprised that this this squad was uh, match fixing. Yeah, I I actually agree with you. I don't think that there's any like there are some people and I guess you say Div One, which is like maybe two. 1.5 to tier two and the worst teams in Div one mm-hmm. where you could argue that these people like they're sus like it's so easy to suss them out because everyone else is clean right mm-hmm. but i do think the the bigger issue where this happens and i think where valve is actually trying to fix is that this has made a lot of the tier three tier four tournaments unsafe right uh yeah i mean in south america it happens a lot right the the three to two i mean there was a scandal right that we, you asked me to mention yeah this yeah, yeah there was, there a, was this the, whole ring apparently uh yes. which is basically just like what, what is coming out here in eastern europe and just like what was described for southeast asia and china yes and south america has its own ring uh i think partially they were saved because they don't not many people there speak english so it was very hard to actually get to the players themselves it was similar with china right where like i know a lot of these rings start in china they move to sea as opposed to the opposite way around sure. because the the language barrier right mm-hmm. um and south america has their own ring i've heard about this for a long time i don't know who's involved because every time someone goes oh Avil, i heard nope please <laughs> keep me out of it <laughs> Yeah, the email. Here's the Valve email. Leave me alone, right? Um, it's very dangerous to Castro. You don't want to know these things. So I, I just, I, I, I pretend like I, I don't hear it. But um, you really have it. You really are the jester. You're the cl- You want as little information as possible. You want yes. an empty head. Yes, entirely, entirely. I mean, I'm like Jacus from uh, As You Like It, right? I actually know that I tell the truth, uh-huh. uh, but not because I have any sort of privileged information. I just my own truth, right? Um, okay. The reason why Valve doesn't just go, oh, this player was found a match fixing when you give him one tidbit of information is that their real goal, by my understanding, and I think that's actually one of the best things they do is they want to pull the rug on the whole thing. Yeah. They don't want to ban a single player. They want to ban, they want to make sure the people who are contacting them don't have that option anymore by banning a lot of the people that are more involved in the network. Pull it out um, by the roots and, sort of thing, right? Yes. 
And usually I think that's why they're trying to implement this two or three year ban, because there's some people I, I imagine that would be in this like position of like halfway where mm-hmm. they, they've been involved in teens. You don't have hard proof. They're clearly not someone that's coercing others into doing it. You ban them because that's the right thing to do, but you don't ban them forever because you're not really sure how involved they are. Right. Yeah. Um, and there has been rumors of SA getting a lot of people uh, there. There's been rumors uh, of it says 15 players. What they said of Div 2 will get banned for this. Um, I haven't heard who it is. And the video, they reveal some names, but it's a little bit. The sources is King Deca and the Skeres, and the Skeres are known for being just a group of people who fuck around. Yeah, the Skeres, isn't that the... I, I, I'm in that Discord. Isn't that the, the South American in-house uh, league? Yes, that used to be, but then they yeah. became a group of eight people who they talk shit over Dota 2. Um, okay. <laughs> and I, I don't mean talk shit about each other. They just chat yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. quite they literally. Just, yeah. they, they talk bullshit. Um, it, it's like, imagine a, a, a Gork stream, mm-hmm. but more unhinged that's what it is like when when like majors get casted right he invites a bunch of pro players like they're all yeah, ex-pros yeah. or involved in the scene but um and there's a lot of stories about them i won't get into this he's retired he gives even less of a shit and he just goes off the rails and yeah okay I, I can, yes yes, I can yes. until until yeah. stories that would not be legal most places but apparently <laughs> they are there uh, but most of them are just fun and jokes that's why i never take what they say seriously because they usually just they throw rumors without much care right mm, um mm. about this um and it, it usually usually fuck people by accident most of the time they're not really meaning to do ill will mm. they just don't know better sure. and that's why i don't know if it's actually 15 players but i do know that um this investigation usually takes a really really long time because you want to make sure who is involved and who is not um and i think it has say probably a couple of people will fall uh, a couple of key opinion leaders uh, the concern i have is also that most of the time when i hear these things they're not players right the people that are actually involved are more on the other on other sides of the of the esports scene, or not even involved at all, right? Yeah, and that's when it gets concerning because how do you get to those people? Right? Yeah, that's a, that's always the question, right? There there are these shadowy figures that are yes. you know like they're, they're arranging all of this stuff, and they're operating in a space that you really can't get to them. I think yeah. it's just like what. you you like you, as Valve. What do you possibly get? You can't play Dota. Like these guys don't give a shit. Yes, there to make money exactly. yeah so yeah. But the the other thing i wanted to say on this topic i think is important to know is that um a lot of people usually they blame betting and uh and uh, betting website sponsorships and stuff like that and i will say that at least for the majority of the betting sponsors that that actually sponsor uh tier one dota or mm-hmm. majors or whatever there are degrees of legitimate but they are legitimate for the most part because that's otherwise you don't get a sponsor obviously uh it's illegal and mm-hmm. you have to it's a lot of laws about these things you, these are more regulated than you guys think and um, most of these guys don't want the 3 to 2 to happen. So I think this, this, there's, there's been this weird association where like betting websites include into 3 to 2. It's kind of the opposite because it's too, like they want people to lose money. If people can make right. bets and they can win, they the don't bet want for people sure, to that, rig the system, them. right? They want yeah, the house exactly. to always that's, that's win, it. sort of thing, right? Yes. Right. Also, in a situation where, for example, this happened before in sports, where let's say you have someone who's a shady figure and he's, he's uh, uh, what's the word in English? laundering money uh he's laundering money for for whatever org right and then the the betting they take a cut that's part of the business right mm-hmm. that cut gets taken away from them when it gets investigated so it's a lose-lose situation in every sense of the word they don't want to be mm-hmm. involved in these things um so in, in peru for example i know there's a massive investigation that's happening mainly from the betting companies that are trying to operate yeah. in peru trying to go okay we got to eliminate who are the teams and they don't like if you ever see odds not being featured for a match that's because there's something being investigated there most likely or they forgot mm. but most of the time it's because there's something being investigated particularly for important matches right not for tier three or yeah. tier two 
That would actually be a really interesting story. Uh, I wonder if there's anybody out there who is in that position where they work for... Because in order to do that sort of thing, you do have to at least have some knowledge of the scene, right? Not just yes. pure betting knowledge and pure, like like numbers knowledge right you need to actually have some knowledge of the scene so there's got to be some people out there who like work for these betting sites to do some of these investigations that are yes you know someone involved in dota that'd be very interesting to hear uh some I've, of their I've story and what that whole process is like yeah i've had a situation where someone it, this happened in lima and i won't say that the person there's one mm -hmm. person who took me aside at one moment in a party uh, the, out of the many that happened in Lima because everyone was celebrating. There was actually a major there. And he just took me aside. I knew him for a long time. I know where he works, like his normal job, but apparently he's been working as a betting investigator for a while. Mm. And uh, he hasn't told anyone. He's like literally like a double agent. And he goes, yeah, if you have any information about bad things happening, just uh, approach me. It's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Nice, nice, nice. nice. <laughs> anyway, I didn't hear any of this. So I just love to walk up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they, they, those people do exist and obviously you can't reveal them because not only uh, in some cases obviously you lose the information but you're kind of in danger it's not a good position to be in mm -hmm. being a whistleblower for these kind of organizations I've been threatened in the past as a caster for doing these things so I can't mm -hmm. imagine someone who's actually trying to whistleblow and not just going this, this is a weird match in the middle <laughs> of a cast going, I don't think this is normal <laughs> which is why I got threat from <laughs> alright what do you think Chances are Valve pulls the plug on uh, Div 2 next year. Move. I don't think it's, I actually consider that. I think not very much. You don't think so? Because I, I mean, because they, they already downgraded, which I think was the correct play, which was separating the Div 1 and Div 2, which gives more space for third yeah. parties like that. That was needed, but it did downgrade Div 2 in some ways. Right. I kind of, I do kind of wonder how much Valve thinks, like, how much is this really worth it? Because you know, or at least you think, that, oh, the, that the tier one scene, tier two scene, like, those scenes are mostly clean. They're full of a lot of older Dota players. Uh, like, even if it's, you know, younger guys, there are guys who, like, are, have been in esports for a long time have pretty clean records outside of solo <laughs> you know but like there, there there are a lot of guys and the they have the potential to make shit tons of money so why would they jeopardize that but the tier three tier four teams and players that it just seems like filled with all this shit and the div 2 dpc is where you know like they created a whole tournament neon league right or whatever it's called but Div 2, that's where a lot of this is is also going on, right? So I do kind of wonder how much Valve is looking at it just being like, how much is this fucking worth it? You know? Especially if they're going to restructure around Western Europe. I almost wonder if they're, they're going to... I, I, if I was Valve, and I was just like, man, this Div 2 thing seems sussy as fuck, I would just up the cap on the teams in uh, Div 1 by like 2, 4, depending on the region. You know, and I would just cut out the rest. If I didn't Jeez. want to handle this, if I if, like, if this was just too messy, right? Because Valve, Valve is a company that they have limited employees. Their employees' time is worth a shit ton of money. How much time do you want to be spending doing all these sort of investigations? You know, and that's that's the thing that worries me about this because obviously the the DPC is important, and it's one of the ways you help prevent. I think match fixing is giving the guy, these guys you know, like actual salary stood to to you know like real concrete money that you know you're going to be able to get 
that can help sustain you and you know actually keep food on the table. I think it's a real concern. You killed me with that. I didn't consider that, but that's a very. You say it becomes very plausible. Yeah, that's a real concern. Yeah. But I mean, on one hand, I think that well, Valve could do if you follow this logic of not wanting to do the work right, mm-hmm. is you just put this on the TOs, right? And you just go and say, all right, it's your job from now. This is part of your your, your work, right? But then I go yeah. and think, doesn't that th- make the DPC the most unappealing product ever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now this has become a, this DPC product, uh, which is already not uh, super great, depending on what region you were getting. Unless you're uh, Western Europe, that's all, it. <laughs> all, of, all of a sudden becomes even more of a liability. <laughs> uh yeah that's pretty concerning Um, you throw some more money to to actually you know do that sort of thing uh but also if i'm valve you know no offense to the tournament organizer in this chat but like how much do i trust the tournament organizers to do a good job right some are gonna do a good job some are gonna do a shit job right especially if you're trying to give like new tournament organizer opportunity, you know, let's say like Blast, oh. right? Blast doesn't do Dota anymore. They come over to to, to Dota. I think they're they're a, a good organization. They have so much money. I think they would do yep. a good job, but it's like the, uh, <laughs> but think of it work like that. All right. Let's give them an opportunity, you know, have them do a DPC region. Well, then there's, you trust their production work. How much do you trust their, this is more than just Integrity. regular admining, right? Yeah. And Valve likes That's to, I think, have the final say on things, right? So, like... Yes, because they don't want people to mess up and, and to reflect yeah. on them, right? So, that's still... Um, no matter yeah. what, it's still time that you have to... Like, they do all the investigation, you give it to Valve, but Valve still has to, you know, spend time going through that and saying, no, we need more of this, we need more information here, you know? Uh, it is a bit of a concern. The yeah. question, though, is if it doesn't... Like, I don't think you get rid of the problem at all you know like just by doing that i wonder if they would see that angle of like you still need to do the investigation to some degree because the real problem like like i i think the real problem is you don't have a place for tier two to actually exist whether div two exists or not like if there's no third party tournaments or whatever like you don't have a place for these players to get better and Mm. eventually the tier one players will retire they're not going to play for 80 years right or eventually people will get tired of the same faces right and mm-hmm. one thing that div 2 did do that was pretty good is that they helped revitalize the system with a couple of new faces not too many because obviously dota is still very competitive but enough right mm-hmm. and if you lose that and you also don't care about the match fixing then how the fuck do you get new blood into the scene yeah <laughs> like that's the concern so hopefully that in, that's an angle that gets seen but it's like we need to do something to make sure these people have that. Like maybe, maybe you you change it and you don't lose Div two, but you make a new structure in place, right? That maybe doesn't have you hire join Dota again. <laughs> and you go, guys, we need another JDL <laughs> or something along those Dota, lines. There you go, boy. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I, I guess the other back when people were betting hats instead of yes hard cash. It, it, isn't one of the concerns as well that you have a lot of unregulated betting betting on this game? Like, would there not be a, a, a potential where you actually release a license where you have to actually have... I mean, other leagues have this. Football has this, right? You can't just... I'm, I can't just go and make a website and go and say, oh, who gives five for Real Madrid? Five for Barcelona? Like, I can't yeah. do that. That's illegal, right? Uh, so Valve could do that. That would actually be a, a good option to take this. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know if Valve is going to complete that 180, right? I feel like they did a 90-degree turn of, like, 
told teams, we don't want you guys to have betting sponsors. Please don't have those right. anymore. To, okay, PGL, you're allowed to have a betting sponsor for the TI group stage, right? I don't know if they're going to complete that 180 and say, <laughs> there is now an official, like, this is the company that Valve trusts sort of thing, you know? I, I don't know if they're going to complete that 180. All right. All right. That, yeah, that, that also puts Valve's reputation on the line. Yes. There, I think there are very few things that Valve value higher than their reputation. You know, Jesus, there's no way. Yeah, okay, I think the only win is this tool disappear. Oh, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, I think you have to do. Look, I I think there's some betting part when you have a license as a better. I mean, I can't, I hate to come out swinging for the betting companies, but if you have a license that's in like Spain or the UK, for example, you know how mm-hmm. difficult it is to cheat these markets. They cheat in things like marketing, for example, for sure. But you think these people are doing any sort of shady business? Not at all. You know, like uh, the mm-hmm. Bet365 of the world and the people that offer the league, the Betways, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like these, those licenses are super well regulated. I would trust those people more with my money than I would trust most of my friends. Because they, they're, get, <laughs> they're getting uh, like Maybe the government. Maybe better somewhere. friends, Abo. No, I just, I, I just <laughs> betting companies are my, no. Um, <laughs> those are my true friends. True friends is Betway. Look, I'm not a betting man myself. I never understood that. And I think there's a lot of issues with that. But I do. I don't think you can just kind of ignore the problem and let it go. I think it's going to go away, right? I think you got to keep doing these blanket bans. I mean, I guess the uh, I guess the constant struggle of who at Valve cares enough about Dota to make these problems their own problems and work on this, and how many people are just willing to just kind of like because I, I think one or two things happens, right? Valve even become becomes more involved because they're okay. This is uh, a cesspool, and we got to clean it out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> drain the swamp, <laughs> or Valve. Kind of goes, okay, let's just push this away from us. This whole <laughs> Dota esports thing. We got some other stuff coming out the pipeline. Let's just focus on that. And it, it, let's <laughs> let PGL and ESL just take it away from here. Imagine what a beautiful swamp you'd have if you trained the cesspool. Just say, you know, <laughs> oh, what a beautiful, clean ass frogs mm. everywhere. There's dragonflies. Those things are hyper cute or whatever. Like, just. <laughs> Please trade the swamp. There needs to be a place for these tier two players to exist, and betting mm-hmm. is not going anywhere. I, I, or blanket ban betting for anything that's not Div One. You know, like that's also a thing that you could do. Who benefits from those things? Literally, it's just gambling addicts <laughs> and money laundering. I, I can't imagine there's any many good things. I know that viewership comes from gambling yeah, addicts. I was about but I don't to say maybe the tur- maybe partly tournament organizers that are doing some of these tournaments 50 to I mean what would you say? What would you say the the percentage the percentage if you somehow manage to actually just take all betting out of the equation for some mm-hmm. of these let's say let's just say lower division. Let's just say div 2. Mm-hmm. How much how much what percentage of viewership is there because they're betting on the match. 80%. I was going to say 50 to 80%. I feel like you like you cut that out and all of a sudden 50 to 80% of your viewership maybe just goes away for these, these uh, you know, like tier two, three teams matching up against each other. Oh, we're so fucked, Captain. It's just a, a despair podcast. God damn, you're so right. I don't even fly the solution for this. All this in the middle of a esports recession, esports bubble pop. 
whatever it's called yeah you know we're doing yeah something. But that's that's okay because dota was never there was no mm. bubble for dota because dota never existed in that <laughs> position anyway so we're good yeah dota was never <laughs> selling slots for millions of dollars we were only selling slots for twenty thousand dollars yeah it's reasonable <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, you go to sponsors now and you go and they're like, oh, yeah, esports sucks now. They go, yeah, but you want to bet on Dota? No, I didn't want to before. I don't want to now. Like, <laughs> that's that's the solution. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. I don't think we're affected very much by the esports recession. I do think betting is keeping us afloat. Very unfortunately. I mean, I, I think I one wonder- of the craziest things was the, out of that. I think the 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 Thuth team. Yes, I think it said they bought the slot in NA for twenty thousand. I think that's not right. No, Jack said I, a thousand. What a thousand? Yeah, Jack in the comments said something along the lines of a thousand, if I recall correctly. And I don't know if I misread him. No, that, 10, that is definitely not right. But I don't Maybe think 10, that twenty thousand is not wrong. Like I, I, I think it's around that area. Yeah, which, that's what the slots go for. Yeah, which. <laughs> If you've ever looked at the prize pool of Div 1, <laughs> that is as much as the prize pool is. The prize yes. pool is 22,000 if you get 8th place. So That's why Lil Gun. Lil is, Gun, hello? Anyone had questions? Yeah, that's why. So there's, there is not that much more value in those slots somehow outside of the $22,000 prize pool that is guaranteed. Let's say it's I mean, let's say it's thirty thousand. Let's say a slot is worth thirty thousand, right? Eight thousand dollars essentially for a slot. That, like, <laughs> that's the ecosystem that we've built. This esports ecosystem where a slot is worth eight thousand dollars, <laughs> where Overwatch okay. League was selling their slots for millions. Yes. <laughs> there's some sort Here- of disconnect going on there. there. There's no way that that slot is so undervalued that it's only worth eight thousand dollars. Just like there was no way those Overwatch League slots were worth more than $100,000. Yeah, but they bought it their league, so that's not surprising, to yeah. be honest. You can fool a lot of people with that. Here's here's my cell cap. Here's what we, what the, the ultimate plan to save Dota. Uh-huh. You you allow gambling for now because there's no other way. you could have, People are going to die of hunger otherwise, but you allow it for now, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's no... People are going to die of hunger. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mainly TOs. It's not players. It's mostly TOs. <laughs> okay. um, but... You make a five-year plan and you organize tournaments with TOs and everything years in advance, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's a pipe dream, but I, I'm just going to dream for a second. Allow sure. me to have some positivity. Right? Okay. You're, you're you saying Valve is going to make this five-year plan. Yeah, you make a okay. five-year plan where you're signing. Sure. I mean, you don't have to make the plan yourself. You know, Valve could just go, do whatever you want for the next five Wait, years. Wait, do you know where TI is this year? I That hasn't been announced, Ohio. right? Yeah. Ohio. <laughs> that's what Ohio. I heard. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, yeah. I'm just making sure that this is the same company you want a five year plan from. Go ahead. Okay, just just five year plan. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to make it public, you just have to make it B2B plan. Okay. okay? Sure. Cool, cool. And you make I mean make, okay, fine. I'll, you know what? I'll sell for two years. Two years is fine. Two years <laughs> on the road is okay. You don't have to do five. I'm already I'm already then you then you uh t- start selling to brands and go tell them Dota people are degenerates. It's the only viewership on Twitch that doesn't watch anything else. Yes, in Valorant, you can sponsor VCT or you can sponsor an influencer. You make 10 times more with influencers. But in Dota, you don't have any influencers. And it's literally an audience you won't get anywhere else because we're sick in the head. It also Mm -hmm. is, for the most part, middle upper class, which is pretty decent, as most esports are. Sell to marketing brands that aren't 
gambling for the next mm-hmm. two years while you sustain on them and you take the lifeblood on them, right? Mm-hmm. And then banned gambling for Div2 teams. Well, they already have their plans. They're their hot sauce and their whatever the fuck wants to sponsor Dota. I'll take anything. I will <laughs> sell anything. anything. Please. <laughs> you make shelves, I will sell your shelves. You you make small jars for me to make pickles in, I mm-hmm. will sell those pickling jars. Yeah. And then Dota is saved. All you need to start with is a little bit more planning. More than um, four months, two years, yeah, and you're already there. I think it's, I think it's gonna work. I, uh, I think if we all believe, it is like the Tinkerbell, right? If we all believe in it, it comes true. <laughs> the power I of think. our beliefs combined will create something well, beautiful. Yes. He, here's, here's how fucking off the rails I'm gonna go. So the reality, right, is, is mm-hmm. a tangible thing, but the, the whole idea of a DPC st- system. It's intersubjective. The system doesn't actually physically exist, right? It only mm-hmm. exists because we all will it to exist, mm-hmm. much like a company or a country, right? So if we all believe that a different system may exist, then by the intersubjective properties, as long as we're a majority, we can will it into existence despite whatever whoever says. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we can save Dota by the sheer power of copium, which is what I'm kind of getting on. <laughs> yes, I, can, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm feeling the fumes of that copium coming through my headset right now. Uh, well, you you know? gave me despair with this fucking conversation because <laughs> it just went, you asked, he's like, hey, Alvo, uh, here's a question. What if we despair for a solid 20 minutes? And, you know, I need hey, to what do you think about the, the fact that we're all fucked uh, <laughs> and the world is going to end in 20 years? Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think about that, Alvo? That's fine. I've you already, got any solutions already... for me? You need to, you need to learn ten jobs in a bunker mm. with eight people, and you're actually not that fucked. Okay. I am learning how to you keep plants and animals. Okay. No, I'm building one like Minecraft style. I'm mm. just digging. I mean, yeah. a bunker is just digging hard enough, right? So that's <laughs> hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you just dig far, and then you it's a bunker by by right. I mean, there's some structural okay. integrity, but I'm yeah. not the one that's supposed to be that. Sure, sure. What's right. the difference between that and uh, a well? There's a lot of wells in Malaysia. You just gave me a really good okay. idea. I don't well, need to oh, dig and, anymore. And what's the difference between the, those two things and a grave? That I'm alive in the well. Because <laughs> I have a system. You could be alive in the grave, too. I, uh, you're very despairable. Your bunker might turn into Dota. a grave if you, if you don't okay. do any structural well, like, integrity. We are going to make a DPC league that's only for bunkers uh, mm. once the world goes to hell because okay. we'll have our own internet systems. Right? I mean, that it really then, is the solution. The, the, we have the apocalypse and then we all yep. go underground into bunkers and then we're back to land environments again. That's you know? true. There we go. And the only thing you have to do is you make sure that the requirement for people surviving your bunker is play Dota. So you have to make the key opinion leaders of these bunkers to all be Dota fanatics mm-hmm. so you get yep. a bunker i get a bunker slacks get a bunker right actually slacks i'm not, not get a bunker. going in the dota bunker actually no <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry but i i know what? dota i know dota people they are they are all no, no, no. worthless they they're, they're not, not going dota to people. do anything good that is helpful to society at all well there's no society so there's nothing to help you're fine okay there's <laughs> they're gonna do nothing helpful for survival period yeah, but you, you don't get Dota people. You turn others into Dota people or else they get the machete. That's the way. Yeah, but then they uh, become lifeless human beings. They be they become hus just like the, the zombie hus that are outside in the nuclear wasteland. They become their own <laughs> hus inside you, of the bunker. You think Dota makes you a worse person? Yeah, absolutely. Real talk, I think Dota <laughs> made me a much better person that I am today. And you must have been a really shitty person. <laughs> <laughs> when the bar is floored, 
I think donuts taught me so many great things. It can only I can go up. Comprehend. It can only go up. If you learned anything, I, it had to go up. Dota as a game is a game full of wholesomeness. You have to learn to work with people that are, that think differently to you, right? Mm-hmm. You have to learn that despite there being an already established hierarchy, you work better by all of you doing your role and valuing each other equally. Uh, mm-hmm. You have to communicate with people of different cultures. I literally cannot see how you would yeah, none come of out that, badly. None of that happens in these pubs, Avo. None of that. <laughs> No, Absolute. but that's the goal. In fact, the only bit, the only bit that I that that actually that goal is achieved in pubs is that last part. Is that people do learn to communicate with each other so they there can flame each that's other. Positive. So they can call no. each other heinous, Stop. most obnoxious, just awful slurs you've ever heard in your life. They they learn specifically that's the worst things to call you, so they can call it to you in your own language. Is this why your name on Steam right now is Therapy is better than Dota? Yeah, my, my current <laughs> in-game name is Therapy greater than Dota yeah. because uh, I, I had a pub where I, I told somebody that they should be going to therapy instead of playing Dota right now. <laughs> I th- okay, I, I think those people exist, but I think we Dota should make you a better person. It's just that it's like if you give a dumb person a book and they don't know how to read it, they're not going to do anything with it, right? So if you give an evil person Dota, it's not going to make them better. But if you're already inclined to becoming a better person, I think you can become a better person through Dota. Yeah, in fact, the, the some of the who best are attracted people to I've Dota met, are not inclined to being better people. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. That's that. the problem with it. That's right. Like yes. sometimes we trick the occasional person, you know, like super nice and wholesome, like Ake. Right? He was super nice and wholesome. Yeah, he's great. I guess I don't know very much about him really, but every interaction when I've seen with him, super super nice, wholesome. S four was another one that I've only had pleasant interactions with. You know, like yeah. those people somehow must have like got tricked. They fell into Dota on accident uh, and right. got addicted. But you know, for the most part. <laughs> But the real audience of Dota, I think, is the Averys, which is people that look really mean and act really mm. mean on the outside, but are truly uh, centers of kindness and 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 goodness, right? Mm. I believe Avery's, Avery's moral compass over mine, right? Despite <laughs> the fact that outwardly he seems like an abuser. Uh, so I, I think that's what Dota is really about. It's people that act tough but are truly good people. All right, that's another good headline for the podcast. Avo thinks Avery looks like an abuser. No, acts like one. I thank think. You. No. <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, no, no, acts, acts. Not looks. I think his face is beautiful. I love his face. I think it's more his attitude towards me, specifically towards me. <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's your phone fault. <laughs> Look at you. That that is enabling quite literally. <laughs> you two, the same, cut from the same cloth. Honestly, <laughs> this is me gaslighting. Abo, you deserve this. <laughs> uh, sound just like my dad uh. <laughs> alright Abo I, I had uh, a lot of fun with you thank you for coming on to the podcast and replacing Joey <clears throat> who is yeah. probably sweating right now because this podcast was so good uh, and you all are going to listen to it and much like Abo's yes. delusional idea of willing things into existence you're all going to will this podcast into being the best esports podcast that exists and that may very well happen when all of esports dies in two years and this is the only thing that's left but uh yeah thank you listen we say things that's your biggest competition 